0: Hi, I'm Lawrence Diamond, and I'm Bob Matthews, and this is The Process of Production. Alright mate, how are you doing? Yeah, well I was going to say how's your week been, but um, how's your how have the last couple of months been? <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow, it's been a busy time for both of us, hasn't it? It
0: has, yeah. On the way here I was thinking, like, I, I often think there's nothing worse than like Guys from West London quoting hip hop lyrics um, to like be cool, but like, well, you kidding? Me? That's basically half our podcast. <laughs> That's a half our life. Yeah. But like, we feel bad because like, um, been a long time. Shouldn't have left you with without a podcast to uh, to step to. Um, so yeah, we were halfway through series two, and I think during some of those episodes, we were like alluding that I just had my second child. Um, but we also didn't speak as much about that you were going through changing your studio space yep. and moving into a new space in Hackney. So the sort of those two things coalesced and we sort of got to the point where we couldn't deliver new episodes every fortnight. So this is us coming back saying we're still here. Yeah. We've got a whole load of new episodes ready to go, but we just wanted to catch you up on where we are and kind of talk to you about a few other things that have been going on in the in the process of production world.
1: Yeah, so I, we're recording this together in person, which, yep. which again is, is fairly rare for us, but it's great. And we're in my new studio, which is Hackney Road Studios uh, on the Hackney Road, um, quite near Hoxton Station, quite near the premises, if any of you guys have ever recorded there. Um, it's a great new, great space that's been going for years. And I, I've just come on board with a couple of friends of mine and we've gone into business together to run this place. And it's a really exciting Uh, spot there with uh, there's an SSL room uh, with a big live room and an amazing sounding spot for the drums and a grand piano uh, and a wonderful old SSL desk and then in the other room uh, is a fantastic vintage neve desk which is a bit more of a kind of production type room but that's got a live room as well which and is, and
0: if anyone's wondering why this podcast sounds so much has got that analog warmth it's because yeah. we're going through that neve desk right now those neve preamps are doing yeah. their
1: thing on on this signal that's absolutely right so yeah and it's obviously anyone who's ever moved their studio knows it's uh, a bit of a long-winded process and um, last few months i've just been getting my feet under the table here but just starting to do sessions out of here now, and it's a it's a really exciting time. But yeah, it meant the podcast had to take a back seat for a little while.
0: Yeah, I um, I I I don't have a SSL room or a or a Neve room, but uh, I've been slightly more distracted by a a three year old and a nine month old, so or eight month old. I don't even know how old my children are. So <laughs> I had to yeah, just take a break to kind of get on top of that. And Bob's been very kind kind of pulling some weight for us on the podcast so we've been we've started this last week or two to track some really exciting episodes luke smith who produced the second foals record the mercury nominated foals record burke reed who caught did the courtney barnett records which i love and has just done sports team yeah and we just finished an amazing conversation with cause or alex hayes he was Big part of Pro Green, Professor Green coming up, and has since done work with Merkis Dave. Now
1: big time vocal producer, does loads of mixing. Is, is an East Londoner, so like local to to this to this place. And we had a really wide ranging and amazing conversation with him, where he just guided it. And <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: just told us some amazing yeah. stuff about how he came up through pirate radio being involved in seeing Professor Green blow up and beyond. So we're really excited to bring you those episodes and many more. We're going to we're gonna save them for the new year so we can make sure that we don't drop out on you halfway through a series again and we can really have some great content, my least yeah, favourite word, right. in the world, but some great content for you when we relaunch. But we wanted to touch base on a few things because a few things have happened for the podcast while we've been away. And it's, it's that time of year that all music producers and aspiring music producers enjoy. It's that Black Friday time. It's Black Friday. Slash cyber season. Woo. Ooh, cyber season. Yeah, well, because it's not just
1: Black Friday anymore. It's Got the you. entire month, yeah. either side of it. And Capitalism the, yeah. never sleeps. And uh, companies needed a way to market it like, mm, this is getting a bit ridiculous calling this Black Friday. Yeah. So it's just, it's the cyber season. Got sale. you, I love it, right. Uh, so we're going to talk about, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the deals that are on offer for like, mainly for software, because that's where the real like sure. juicy discounts are, are to be had. But we're, we're kind of going to use this more of an opportunity to look at some of the best best new plugins that are Mm. out there because um it's because i haven't really i haven't really checked in that much this year on what new stuff is out there so i'm seeing what i've i've had a look at what's available and we're going to see you know what's worth getting and it might be on sale at this time of year so now might be the time to strike
0: yeah bit of a refresher for me as well like i've 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 sort of had my head out the game for for three or four months so bob's going to guide me through some of this stuff and we can sort of talk about like what it might be useful for. And as Bob says, it's always a good time to get this stuff if you're lucky enough to have a bit of budget for it.
1: And there's some free ones in there. So if you, yes. if, like most of us are pretty like strapped for cash at the moment. So there is, there's some really handy ones to, that you can get for $0. So uh, Lovely. we'll get to that. But, um, while we've been having this break, we we actually had a really nice email from uh, from one of you guys um, called James, who asked us a, a, a really interesting question. We thought we'd dig into it on yeah, the podcast.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, the last episode we did just before we took a break was the things we, we wish we'd known before we started producing. And it kind of came off the back of that. And, and James sort of reached out to us just saying, you know, I'm a producer. I'm an aspiring producer. I'm I'm making a little bit here with some paid gigs. But I'm just kind of struggling to see the wood from the trees about how I make a living or how I... You know, yeah, job make it my full income. time. Yeah, I know that probably half of you now are like nodding your head sagely, going like, "Yeah, that like we understand that struggle, and that's definitely something that me and Bob have dealt with for the last sixteen, sixteen or so years." Yeah, I,
1: I mean, I, ever ever since I've sort of committed to being full time as a producer, like one of the biggest challenges has been like, where do you find those new, those new clients from, those new artists to work mm-hmm. with, and and like and let's just be frank here like making it a sustainable living is is really really hard mm. and i think b- before we talk about like finding clients and stuff i think i think it's important to just note that most people doing this kind of thing whatever type of producer you are you're probably until you get to a really quite a high level you're probably mm. supplementing it with other types of income 100% and um like in my case, I do a bit of teaching, and you know, I've I've got I've got other things on the side that aren't necessarily just straight up producing artists. Sure, um, you know, luckily enough for me that they're all related to music, so it kind of feels like it's all feeding into to, to my main gig, which which is the production stuff, but. Uh, that doesn't necessarily have to be the case. Like I I think like it's all about having a spider web of income. So yeah. uh, one of my clients used that phrase for me and I was like, that's a really good way of talking about it. And I don't think there's any shame in in running your career that way, especially these days where there isn't loads of money flying around the music no.
0: business. And one of the things I found fascinating doing this podcast was speaking to people whose work I really respect and and, and people who I admire and finding out that yeah maybe not all the time their full income is from these records that I love. Or even I remember one of the, the big light bulb moments to, for me was speaking to Sam Interface. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I had this job at a bar with all my mates who were into tunes or graphing or whatever, that was their scene. And, and he was like, and then I sort of had an opportunity to, to kind of go full time on the music. And he was like, I wish I'd waited two or three more years because I was making a nice bit from doing production and it was growing, but I knew I had my bar work to pay the bills and it really took the pressure off and then when i made that step into full time mm. oh man it's like there's the pressure and there's the you the know mental health concerns and there's the demands on your time you know if you have a partner or you have a family or you just friends <laughs> that you want to see yeah and actually for someone who over the last 15 years has worked part time in bars while being full time in a band on tour and then being full time in a band and then being full time in a bar and mm. then actually i found some of the best work i've done is where I've had a regular income that can be two or three days a week or it can be freelance work if you're lucky enough to have a skill so that when I sit down to make music, I'm excited. I can just do the things I want to do that are going to be fulfilling to me. Yeah. Um. And I'm not just going, I feel like I need to do this because it might be a step into this, which I'm not sure I want to do. But I know that if I got to this level in this, there might be some income. Yeah. And, you know, and, and we spoke to James and I reached out to James, you know, I've got two kids at the moment. I'm not making, I'm making barely nothing from my music and my production. I have to look at other avenues at this point in my life mm. to to pay the bills. There's been times in my life when I've been lucky enough to pay all the bills from from songwriting or, or production. And it's a real journey. And uh, I hate that word and I've just said it unironically, but there's something Bob said to me and that he heard from a friend of his, Miko, who we interviewed earlier, which is people overestimate what they can do in one year, but underestimate what they can do in 10. Yeah. And I remember when Bob said that to me, I was like, don't be crazy. That's insane. 10 years. Where will I be? Mm. But you probably said that to me about eight years ago.
1: Yeah. And yeah.
0: And you follow a path and, and think if you can find a way to set yourself up to follow that path over a long term, I think that can really help. If you're 17 and you've got no responsibilities and you can sleep on your mom's floor, do it 24 hours a day and just do whatever. But yeah. like, particularly for those living in cities or urban areas, like, that's going to be harder to do. and
1: Yeah. So, yeah, having having said all that about obviously, like, supporting it with other other methods of income is is, is a way to go. How can we... What are some of the ways that you can mm. grow that network and, and get clients and, and get new gigs? Should we talk about that? Yeah. Like
0: th- Networking is difficult, isn't it? Because I think often people who make music can be quite introverted. Yeah.
1: It's our instinct to just spend all of our spare time, like in the studio or, or just just in in our in our diws like beavering mm. away whereas actually part of what we do needs to be like outwardly facing even if it's that that's in a virtual setting like yep. on the internet or ideally like in in real life like going to gigs like a lot of the artists i work with now is because i met them at someone else's show or i went to their gig and or they were supporting someone and i just went up to them afterwards and like that was really great do you need anyone to record these tracks Yep. and i think just just being able to Put a face to someone in real life makes the artist a lot more keen to to trust you and and give it a go. And I've tried like reaching out to people on Instagram as well, but that's been a bit of a lower success rate.
0: Sure, and this doesn't have to be like you know we do live in London and that has a thing, but like I I spent a lot of my early time in bands in Leeds, Mm. and that's in a way that's even easier. Like you know there's like seven or eight really great bands or acts Mm. in the city or or whatever your genre is like. Go and see them play, and just speak to them afterwards, and be like, "Oh, I've got a studio where I've got a bedroom. I'd mm. love to write with you or produce, or could could I even remix that single that you did? I think it's really good, and I'd like to get into it." And yeah. people don't tend to say no.
1: Yeah, James said in his email, he's already got a, f- a few clients that are essentially friends who who are maybe giving him a little bit of money, a little mm. bit of a production fee, which is really great at that level. Like usually Definitely. you'd be doing that stuff on spec or as favors. So and but then it's about just kind of seeing what you can. What's like one step removed in that network, mm. and then that makes a much bigger network. Those artists that you know as friends, they'll probably know other people that maybe you don't know personally, but you you can you can sort of tap into that and 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 grow into it, and just and just keep building that network.
0: One other thing I'd say is like when I started doing this, I went to some networking events, and I'm you know I've got this podcast. You'd think I'm quite outgoing, but I found it really hard. And there was mm. there was people who were like really good at it, and they're like sticking it out there. And I tried to do that, and I found it really hard. And then. I started thinking about like who do I actually want to work with and like what who would I add value to as a as a writer or a producer like what am I good at and what could I bring to a table for people and then I sort of started targeting those people rather than just like I need to speak to 50 yeah. people in this room yeah and that feels good because often those people you probably have shared touchstones with maybe bands you like or films you like and mm. it feels like you're just talking to someone you get on with and then you start doing work that you like more And it's more likely to get come out, or people are likely to speak well of you because you're doing it with the right people. Like, I could network my ass off and get in the room with like Mm. a really great drum and bass DJ, and he's going to think I'm a total wally because I've got like nothing to offer him, really.
1: Yeah. How many people have we spoken to on this podcast where they've said like, "I never knew that that was going to be the project Mm. that 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 took me to the next level. It was I was just having loads of fun. I didn't even think about it as work." And I think those are the ones that you've got to chase and and put your time into. And it is hard, but you, and it's kind of unfair. But in our position, you get asked to do so much work speculatively and mm. and for free. And you know you've got to decide for yourself like where your limits are on, on, mm. in that realm because you, know, you can burn yourself out doing absolutely loads of work for free. But there is there is a level of that at, at the early stages of career. You, you you've got to take a few punts and and follow the stuff that you really believe in and, and follow your gut. And you know, you never know what might happen.
0: One last thing I'd say as well is like you'd be amazed how much people who you see as kind of out of your orbit are happy to speak to you for for half an hour and, and give you their time. I've certainly had a couple of people in my career that just have emailed them and said, "I really like this work you've done. I'm trying to do this." Eight eight out of ten don't get back to you. One might send you a really nice email, and another one might say, Can I "Come down to my studio and play yeah. me a couple of things." And it's really good for your self-esteem and you can learn stuff and just puts you in an opportunity to to meet more people and learn more. And I mean, that's part of the reason we do this podcast yeah. is is to meet people and learn more about their work. So it's not easy, James, and anyone there. Like, I struggle every day. and So and, do I, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's a beautiful struggle. But mm. I, I, I think the more you can make it enjoyable mm-hmm. and the less it, it becomes a treadmill, mm-hmm. then the better it's going to be for your mental health and the and the music that you make
1: yeah thanks so much for the question James yeah and, and keep them coming everyone else if you've got anything to add on on that conversation please send it in or if you've got something else that's on your mind drop us drop us an email um, processofproductionpodcast of production podcast at gmail.com uh we'd love to hear from you
0: let's move on Bob because this is the first time I've sort of I've been out of my uh, house for a long time, and <laughs> yeah. it's been really nice to be in the studio again and sort of working on stuff with you. And you sort of started keying me into some of the new plugins that I might have missed over this last six months or year that maybe yeah. not been as in it as I used to be. So,
1: well, I, I was looking into some of the some of the best Black Friday deals for us to talk about on the podcast, and I thought this. You know, there's all the, the old favourites that have got their sales on. Like, in in fact, if if you're interested in this, like, go back and listen to our Black Friday episode from last year, from 2021, yeah. and we went really deep on on waves and sound toys and what yeah. we think about them. And they've got really similar discounts this year to the ones we spoke about last year, and, and they're definitely worth looking into. But if you're interested in if you're starting out, we we, we do a big primer um uh, on that episode so this year i was i was like what's new because you know, what's actually come out that people might not have tried yet that and will be on sale at this time of the, of yeah. the year pretty much everything's coming down yeah so if there is something cool and new out there and maybe now's the time the time to strike so i used it as an opportunity for myself to catch up on some stuff and i thought we'd share these with you
0: and with me i can be like you <laughs> listening to bob and and maybe you guys will know some of these or maybe some of them will be new to you but it'd be interesting to kind of touch on them
1: yeah so most of these I think are new are new for 2022. So firstly Native Instruments have done a big update to their complete package um which uh, we we talked about a bit last year but there's some new additions um and I've just got the upgrade in, in the sale. Uh and some of the some of the more interesting things that they've added are for example, um, there's 40s keys and drums. So 4E, um is the is the producer that is most known for working with Drake mm-hmm. on, on the stuff that, that 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 Drake blew up with. Um, so there's there's a whole contact instrument of his keys sounds, um, which I had a little play around with. But the drums are really really cool. Um, like it's it's kind of that that kind of those kind of warped 808 sound mostly, but. Um, they're, they're just like really interesting sound great out the box and there's some good loops as well like really inspiring starting points if you've if you've played with the butch vig drums um, from native instruments it's the same interface where you can play the individual samples but there's also some loops and you can sort of combine those but completely different sound to that but yeah there's some great really inspiring drum sounds which is kind of like I think using this would be a nice mix between like just sourcing your own eight oh eight sounds and and screwing with them a bit, which can be quite time consuming, versus like finding a complete like splice loop of a, of a of a drum of a drum beat. This will allow you something in the middle to to like find some some really cool sounds that have been warped, but um, build your own loops out of them.
0: So yeah, we had them up just before we started tracking, and um, you know we're just sort of like hitting the key, and you're like, ah, oh, the minute you hit it, you're like that sounds right, that sounds ready to go. Yeah you know you might want to process it a bit so it sounds right for you but mm. like as you said you can sometimes download a sample. like that's cool could i yeah. saturate it i'll put it through um bit or whatever and it's like oh no this one's good to go and you can immediately start being creative
1: on this podcast we're kind of all about that type of plugin that helps mm. you be creative quickly aren't we Look, we had a discussion about this again on last year's black friday episode about how you know it's nice to get some eqs and compressors and stuff but What about the fun stuff that lets you make Mm. great sounds out of the box? So, you know, there's a strong theme of that this year. Um, On that note, another Native Instruments one, uh, really interesting one, this called Playbox. I haven't had much time to get to grips with it, but I watched a tutorial, and I think think most of us would need to before using it. Um, It's basically, all it does is it combines samples from multiple different sources, and you can add your own samples, and then maps them out, as chords and you can you can tell it what the chords are but you can also cycle through presets of of chords and samples and then effects and basically you can just play on the white notes on mm-hmm. the piano and they each play a different chord um that's in 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 key with each yep. other obviously and each chord will maybe have a different combination of those different samples. And some of the sounds that you can make just with the presets are really otherworldly and like sound like you've spent like a day designing them. I'm still kind of figuring out like what role this is going to play in my creative mm. workflow but I feel like there is one for it because it's really inspiring and kind of crazy and like there's a lot of randomness in into it which means you you you're not you're going to get amazing presets but also like unique sounds as well that no one else is going to get because they haven't randomized things in the same way that you have
0: yeah and there's a dice roll thing and did i see that's what i mean yeah yeah yeah,
1: that's the random you can you can dice roll the samples you can dice roll the chords or both sure So you can get some really chaotic results or if you're like oh these samples sound really great together and they're like plucks and voices and there's some like ambience in there like like um field recordings Mm -hmm. so you might be like oh these samples sound great now i just need to like find the chords that I like. So you can randomize the chords or you can be like, I've designed the chords or you can bring in MIDI from somewhere. So you mm. can be like, I've got a wicked chord sequence. Let's bring this into Playbox and then I'll randomize the samples and see what kind of results we can get. Like pretty crazy. And I haven't yeah. seen anything
0: like it. I mean, a <laughs> friend of mine who's a composer and is like uh grade eight concert, grade pianist plus has studied composition. Like he was saying that with some of these like presets on these things, he's like, That used to be my job, yeah. To find that sick chord sequence, like we literally just played some notes there, and I was like, "That's a song." Yeah, put a loop under that. We can start composing. We can start writing. We've talked a thousand times about how you know that's the hardest bit. Yeah, but like this is some golden age stuff, man. This is like we're living in a new world, and and that the play box it really feels in that place.
1: Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it, to think about? I'm still. I'm pretty sure you still need a lot of the skills that we've spent a career building to really harness these amazing Mm -hmm. tools Mm -hmm. and turn it into a great production um but maybe maybe not maybe maybe it gives you a mainline into the creativity
0: you know like it's quite it's quite hard to sample a record and and Mm. find the right bit that's a real skill like these are almost like sampled records for you to go or like chord sequences ready to go and um
1: yeah that's one thing i'd like about it. it it didn't make it you could go in and look at the chords that, that that were being programmed, and you could see what notes they were. I would I would have preferred if it had just gone. This is a bunch of chords in F sharp minor. Sure, sure. Uh, and it's it's the one, two, four, and, and five, or whatever. Like you know. And I, I I'm guess I'm gonna have to do that manually. I think you can drag the chords out and just view them as MIDI, which would be a way to do it. But anyway, maybe I'm thinking about it the wrong way. And I just yeah, need to yeah. Embrace, like, like, like
0: that's it. I was sort of like I that's what I started thinking. I was like, maybe I just need to forget about this, and this sounds awesome, and like yeah, let's start tracking yeah, or like
1: you can figure out what the chords are later when you need to. Yeah, with it let's
0: off, take but, it from here.
1: Yeah. Um, Really cool one. It comes with Complete Standard, which is like their big bundle, the Native Instruments bundle, uh, which is half price at the moment. But Playbox is also half price on its own at the moment. So the current price is £89.50.
0: Fantastic. Yeah. Um, what else is that there, Bob?
1: Uh, I found this this one that had come out this year, which is a, a guitar-based one. Um, it's called Amp Knob Rev C by um, by a, a Swedish metal producer who's got a whose name's Jens B- Bogren and Sick. his he's got a plug-in company called Bogren. The Amp Knob Rev C is like a one knob solution for guitars. And I saw this and I was like, this is got to be a bit of a gimmick. Like you can't get a good guitar sound with one knob. Um, that's not, that's flexible anyway. I opened up a session that had some guitar parts on it and just stripped all the processing off. So it was basically, it was basically just DI signal. Mm-hmm. And I was like, let's just chuck this on and see what this one knob can do. And it was, it was pretty great. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, it, okay. it, it, was, it was a sound so, so the way they've done it is they've run it through his Mesa Boogie Rev C dual rectifier amp cool uh, with a pre 500 serial number which for is you, important like, it's important to me for sure uh, yeah Yeah. <laughs> um, and basically like, it, just turning it on there's like I think it, it's quite like rock and like heavy rock oriented sure because so, even like the clean sound is quite like the bit in the the metal song where they go to the clean sound it's like yeah you know, yeah, yeah you know the sound they are like, like playing the riff and it sounds like really like and you know what's clean coming. but gritty yeah. that but that's a cool sound and then like dialing it in a bit it starts to get it starts to get a bit distorted but like you can dial it all the way up to like you know crazy distortion like heavy metal riffs and the whole way through that i was i felt like the sound feels like quite a complete package. I'm I'm, I'm not going to have to mess around too much with EQ. I I definitely felt like when it started to get distorted, like "Mm, I'm going to need to trim out some low end before it goes into this because it's sounding a bit, But, but really like it was a really cool guitar sound and like, getting guitar sounds in the box is something that i really struggle with and i like the the native instruments um guitar rig pro is is cool um i've tried a bunch of bunch of stuff like to get this in the box and i always just find it really difficult and kind of uninspiring and i'm i'm like maybe this will just be my guitar sound now yeah (laughs) yeah totally
0: and also for a lot of what you're doing generally like you might be using guitars but it's it's not the focus but you just want it to yeah. sound good put a part in and it's playing against a pad was playing against some yeah. drums and the, and the the singer can start getting in a mood i
1: think if i was tracking a
0: band yeah th- sure. they'd
1: have their guitar sounds and you know at this studio there's some nice amps and stuff and we could do that yeah, whole and thing and dial it. in the sound. yeah but when i'm doing a pop record it's like okay i need like a kind of little guitar riff in the verse and i just need to dial in like kind of a, a distorted sound quickly i'm just gonna whack this amp knob rev c on it now and great be sweet um not sure how, i don't think it, i think it's 50 bucks and it may be half price at the moment something like that um have a look at if that sounds interesting another one that's similarly priced that, that came out this year is skew by sign vibes okay what this kind of does is like really fun actually it um it's it it's like a tape loop kind of thing where it like it, it's it's always recording like the signal that you feed through it and then playing it back like at, at a certain uh, interval like reversed and, oh, okay. and you can get these weird like kind of it's kind of like a like based on like a DJ thing I think sure. because it's because the the wet dry knob is actually called crossfade so okay. it's clearly like marketed mm-hmm. at people who are coming at it from a dance thing and I think you could use it for like like builds, like mm-hmm. start dialing in the, the wet signal and it, it's kind of like, almost like it's reversing and you can dial in some pitch skew, so it's like
0: So is it almost like a live backward delay?
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I guess so, yeah. yeah. It, it doesn't sound like a delay because it's not like, I don't know, like, yeah, it's, it's more like a sort of stutter edit thing that's okay, reversing. Yeah. Uh, and it's got that kind of tape speeding up and slowing down effect if you want nice. that weirdness. But yeah, like this is fun for a bit of madness. I've just downloaded the free trial. I'm not sure if I'll buy it, but it's an interesting new plugin. Um, another new one this year is this from this company called uh, Loom. That's C A E. L U M, that's Latin for heaven. I had to look Amazing. that up. Amazing. Yeah. Obviously uh, I knew
0: that, but yeah. thanks for yeah. looking check confirming that with me.
1: <laughs> They've got a couple of couple of plugins. Um there's one called tape cassette, which is just kind of another um I didn't really mess around with it, so it might be really great, but it's it's like a sort of um, tape cassette simulator, like getting cool. that kind of cruddy lo fi tape cassette sound. Lovely. Yeah, I feel like I've I feel like I've kind of already got that like sketch cassette by um it by works. Aberrant D S P yeah. that we talked about last year really really cool plugin uh, but like what they do have is this one called Flux Mini which is actually something it fulfills a role I've really been looking for in my plugin arsenal which is kind of like you can draw uh, a curve um a, a bit like like how you might draw think about like a sidechain on um a yep. uh, curve yep. like sidechaining a um, a kick to to your bass for example but you can draw like really complex curves and then you can then duck the volume of something to that. So you can use it for kind of basic uh. side chaining. But it's also got a really good um, filter in there, low pass, band pass and, and high pass. And you can, um, so you can sort of have like really complex filter curves going on to add some like flutter or mm-hmm. like ver- various kinds of like weird, like choppy modulation to your signal. And I, I used to use an old one called LFO tool uh, I can't remember who the developer was of that. Uh, X for Records, that's right. Yeah, I think They yeah. make Serum. Um, so I, I think my LFO tool stopped working or something, or maybe they didn't support it anymore. But this is like fulfilling that role in in my um, in my toolbox and then some. Cool. Really cool. And the best thing is, it's free. No. So yes. I was just like, wow, this is this is a total no brainer. Like I actually, if I it's knew. It's heaven. This, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's heaven. It's Kaelum. Yes. Um. So then. I, I really recommend checking this one out. It's called Flux Mini by Kayelum. Kay um, but then I was like, well, in this current climate, we shouldn't be encouraging people to spend money on plugins. We should. Be- well,
0: we should be encouraging them to spend it to keep the economy going because that's oh, yeah. how recessions spiral. That's oh, Economy <laughs> 101. I can't win. But you're completely right, Bob. You're sorry. That's my hot take. No, yeah. just because I know, like, we're not giving money to like uh, <laughs> massive conglomerates here. This is like really important, yeah. like developers. But you're completely right. Money is well, tight.
1: On that note, I I yeah. don't support. Uh, cracking plugins. I, I yeah. think we should pay these developers for what they're doing. It's yeah. really good stuff. And especially at this time of the year, it's, it's so cheap, it, it, it's rude not to.
0: No, but uh, I was being completely facetious there. Yeah. When you'd done an awesome yeah. setup, like times are <laughs> tough, particularly, well, for anyone struggling to make ends meet. And that can often mean people in the creative industries and like, Free plugins rock. I love yeah. them. They're some of the first things I got when I was able to kind of get a DAW and start working on my own. And I, I couldn't believe like mm. I can have this for free. I used to spend a summer saving up for one pedal to do this and yeah. like quick click on a download and I've got it. So yeah. So we thought we'd pivot from like Black Friday new new plugin recommendations mm. to just some of the classic free ones yeah. and the free ones going now. So Flux Mini sounds like a great new one to put in the toolbox but there's some a few classics as well that you you wanted to kind of fill us in on
1: yeah there's this this um this first one that uh i actually didn't know was free and i've only started like messing around with it this year is uh, a a wavetable synthesizer called vital which um some of you probably be really familiar with um it's 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 quite similar to serum if you've messed around with that as well But um, I feel like Vital's a bit more crazy and sort of suited to doing, like, noise and, like, really experimental uh, synthesis. Um, And, you know, get it and have a flick through the presets and there's some, like, crazy bonkers sound design going on in there. The thing I noticed was, like, the built-in effects are amazing. Okay. Um, Like... The, especially the the chorus uh, does something that I've never heard a chorus do before, uh, and just just sounds a bit different and 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 weird in a way I can't describe. I almost want that as a plugin in itself. Right. I, I'd actually pay for that plugin. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But this whole synth is free, and it's really cool. And I've been working with this noise band, Digital Roses, who like it's basically like the cornerstone of their sound. Sure, and it and it's it's really great and inspiring.
0: Um. But you wouldn't have to pay for a chorus, no. Because my favorite free plugin of all time, which I put across everything and, and was probably the first plugin I ever downloaded, was is the Tal Chorus LX, which is basically the chorus for, from a Juno, right, from a classic Juno.
1: That's right. So, so if you've seen a Juno six sixty or one hundred six, I think they all have the the built in chorus, and it's those naff like sort of off white and yellow mm, buttons yeah. at the end, and they just say one and two in Roman numerals, and they're two different types of chorus. And like it's famously like one of the best slash just most instantaneous chorus sounds yes. that, that, that has ever been developed. And yeah, you, you don't have to just use it on Juno type sounds. It's amazing on I anything,
0: everything. Yeah, I was working on a project last year, and we'd got um we'd got some synth sounds in the studio. We'd mix them with some splice loops, and I went off to work on a mix. And I came back and I played it to the guy I was working with. He was like, that's amazing. What have you done with it? I was like, I've just put Talcors LX on all three stems and then put it into a bus. Yeah. And it just sounded, you know, it's fat, it's warm. It's all those things that like feel like too much of an easy win, but like they're not, yeah. they're brilliant. And the plugin's so well made. It's so simple. Yeah, all um, it has
1: is the one, the two, and then you can do them both at the same time, which right, is super yeah. intense, but great. And you don't have to tweak it at all. Yeah. No,
0: and it and it's really brilliant. And I reach for it on on all sorts of things. Um. It's, it is the first thing I downloaded when I when I got my door maybe five years ago. So like you cannot go wrong.
1: Yeah, I mean, in getting free plugins is a great way to sort of dip your toe into this whole plugin mm. world. Figuring mm. out how do you install a plugin? Like what is a component? What's mm. an audio unit? Yeah. You know, you can learn these things by in in a low risk way by just downloading some of these free ones. And Tal Chorus LX is yeah. Do it if it's not in your, if
0: it's not in your arsenal, do it now.
1: I got some couple of super boring ones. Yeah, no, um, hit me for for those of you who are a bit more technically minded and want to like really examine what's going on with your audio. So they're both different types of meter, and they're both free. So span is a meter that um, you can meter all sorts of things with it. I use I use it to monitor like how much low end there is in in the middle of the signal and in the sides of the signal. Yeah, um, because you don't want too much low end information going on in the sides um because it can make your mix feel a bit unstable you want most of the low end the the base information to be in mono essentially yeah Um, so i use this to make sure that there's nothing weird going on um, in in the stereo signal in the low end and it's 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 really good for that but um it's just a really good meter and there's there's all sorts you can do with it if you want to like see what's going on with your with your audio uh another one um kind of essential if you're if you're mastering or, or delivering anything um, to streaming these days. It's the Ulean loudness meter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, listen to some of our episodes with mastering engineers to, to learn a bit more about loudness. Um, but, uh, yeah, this is just basically a, a really good free loudness meter so you can find out not only what level your mixes are at, but, like, what loudness it, it's at. And um, this is quite a technical thing that we won't go into now, but it's... Um, Basically, like you can find out if your mixes are going to get turned down by Spotify sure. for being too loud, or if you've pumped the limiter too hard. You, you could, you're. There's some really good tutorials about this, but um, that come with the plugin. But yeah, I
0: remember you sort of saying to me, like when I was starting to like maybe not master tracks for release, but like delivering better demos to maybe management or labels. And you're like, just download this. You'll see what it's about. Watch a couple of tutorials, and it's just a, it's a good way to start mm. understanding as you build towards obviously the, the endpoint where you're delivering you are delivering mixes to DSPs and yeah. um, and to labels and stuff so it's a nice and also I find with some of these things you then realise like you start to understand them here and you're like I think maybe like my Logic or my, my Ableton has got its own one and then you can compare them and yeah. maybe the free one is a bit more of a a nicer user face so you start yeah, to understand and it and, a bit
1: more resolution and just yeah. a bit more customizability and stuff yeah. like that yeah so you know super you know, dry and, and
0: gain gain staging sexy <laughs> yeah. so get onto it basically
1: oh, I, I've saved the, I've saved these, these, this one till last because I thought it was a bit more fun um I didn't know about these. When I was researching for this episode, I, I watched a really good video um, on YouTube. Uh, thanks a lot to Soul State. Um, check out his channel. But he he bigged up these Kilo Kilo Hearts Essentials bundle, uh, and they've just made them free. Uh, and basically, it's like a whole package of like twenty plus plugins, okay. which kind of similar to like the stock plugins you'll get with your. Um, to get with your door, but there's a couple of ones in there that looks like they're, they're quite unique um, that you wouldn't get. Um, I'm thinking of the tape stop uh, sure. uh, plugin. So we all know the yes. wow wh- effect uh, when you when you stop when you stop something, and you can kind of do this in your door by like, in, for in Logic, an example, you can do a fade and then change the fade to a slowdown. Mm-hmm. But this plugin has got a lot more customizability over the the curve, like the speed of the slowdown, and you can sort of automate the start and the stop. Um, i haven't really messed with it but it looks like it'd be a fun little addition and it comes as a part of a big bundle of free plugins there's a bit crusher in there that that comes highly recommended uh, and and a few other treats uh, that you might be able to find something um that becomes part of your workflow
0: we alluded to this at the end of last year's episode but I, it is worth reasserting you know if you get a daw like you're able to know your logic and you spend like a you know, over a couple of weeks or something, just hitting the free ones or you never know, like if you've bought a piece of software or sound card, you might even get a free few downloads with that. You can really build up some really nice go-tos without spending any money at all. Yeah. And have maybe 30 or 40 super fun things that you're really excited to explore using. Mm -hmm. And the great thing about it is it sort of sets you up to start going, I love that that does that. But I'd love it to be able to do X, Y, and Z. And then you're like, ah, and that plugin does that. So now I'm happy to spend 80 quid on that yeah. or 40 quid on that because I know what I'm doing with it now. Mm-hmm. Um, I've certainly taken flyer on plugins that I thought would change my life and I've never used them. Mm. And then I've used the Tile Course X on everything I've ever done and it was free. Like occasionally you've got to drop some buck and like sound toys is, is one of the things obviously that has also yep. been on everything I've ever done. But I'm glad I got that a bit later on once I'd sort of explored some other things and And as I said, it sends me back to older plugins. It sends me back to stock plugins. And and you start using things in different ways. So yeah, absolute big, big up the free plugins as well. Because they are unbelievable and they're important at this time.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So go and get stuck in, have some fun if you're feeling a bit uninspired and don't feel like you have to spend money just because the Black Friday sales are on.
0: Definitely. So that's kind of like a good place to leave it for christmas i feel like unwrapping your your free and or discounted yeah, plug-in plug-in treats. In, plug in treats so we're sorry that we that we disappeared for a bit there we're back we're really excited to bring you these new episodes in the new year so we're gonna we're gonna spend the next month or so getting those episodes ready and we're gonna be back with you probably late january uh or certainly early part of 2023
1: yeah yeah look out for those new episodes in the new year and um we're we'll rolling out some great interviews for you and we've already done a few of them so we can promise you there's some really, really, really good insight coming from some great creatives.
0: Great, and we we love hearing from you, and it's been great watching um, the listeners come in, the more listeners we're getting over. Even while we've been away, we've really seen a a real uptick in you guys listening to us. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. It's great. Uh, We really appreciate it. Have a great Christmas, have a great New Year, and we will see you on the other side. See you soon. Cheers. Thank you for listening to the process of production this week. If you enjoyed it, please give us a follow and maybe even a five-star review on whatever platform you listen to your podcasts on. It really helps. And please get in touch if you have any thoughts on the show, questions you'd like answered or producers you'd like to see featured. We'd love to hear from you. Our Instagram is at Production, and our email is processofproductionpodcast at gmail.com.